Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Alright, welcome back to Final Third Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Isaiah. And we're outdoors today because it's a beautiful day in central Indiana. Yeah, so. we're, we're roughing it a little bit today. It's like 70 degrees so Maybe. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's really bad. Got the fans going too. Plenty of air moving and yes. just an absolutely wonderful day. Train just went by, so hopefully we got at least 30 seconds till the next one comes by. So yeah, it's a good totally. day. And today we're going to be smoking the Aladino Limited Edition. This one is only available... For a very short time. Once these are gone, I don't believe they're going to be remaking these anytime soon. It's a um, dark Cameroon wrapper over the Corojo uh, binder and filler, the same Corojo that they use, the higher primings in the Corojo Reserva. Medium, maybe just a slight tick above medium in strength. These have some really shiny gold bands on them. They do. They like really they did nice it. Uh, most people, uh, when they do the limited editions, they kind of do what Crown Heads does. Well, and it's kind of funny, too, because this cigar, um, a lot of the people like Trey Mac and, and Husto and some of the people at the farm and factory, um, they were expecting this to be Julio's 85th or 85th birthday cigar. Oh. And everyone's smoking it saying, this is freaking amazing. This should be your cigar. He's like, it's not good enough yet. Huh. So he is like really coming up with something special for his 85th. Hey, man, whatever works. Yep, you exactly. Know? Um, so... Yeah, we're going to smoke that, and today uh, I, we got a new podcast board, so we're going to have some sound effects, and we're going to step things up a little bit. Oh, we don't have that one I wanted. Okay, never what mind. What did you want? I don't know. I was the bow, 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 but we don't have that yet, so. Yeah, we can put it in. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, do, I'll give them the twinkly sound. Oh, there you go. There you go. Aww. It's the wind chime. God, I feel so much better now. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, All right, cool. What are we drinking today, bud? Uh, so we're gonna we're eventually gonna be drinking the Larceny Barrel Proof. This is uh, batch B five twenty three, but we're gonna start off on something a little bit dusty. Hopefully, we'll have a dusty uh, stinger because I'm bringing enough of these old pours that I think it should be a little segment uh, on today's. On today's episode, Rob and Isaiah are going to try an Old Crow bottled in bond that was bottled between 1942 and 1947. Damn. You know, that's Damn. that's really old. Coming up on 70 years. Rob was seven then, so. Wow. Or no, actually, it's coming <laughs> up on, yes, 70 years, is that right? Yeah, almost. Isn't no. that crazy? 80 years, coming up on 80 years. Holy yeah. Shit. Um, so this was an old bottle. Yeah, I was like six years old then. Old <laughs> six That's years amazing. Old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, what a beautiful nose. But this is bottled in bond. It's got a lot higher of a rye content than uh, the old Crow Chessman, which I know both Rob and I have tried. Yeah. Thanks to Will Breeden. Shout, Shout out, out to him. Drink. Cheers. We'll, we'll drink not quite yet. Not right yet. But on the nose. <laughs> It does the old char thing, like the old... But not aggressive at no, all. No, it's not. It's very fruity. Very floral. fruity, yeah. It's like uh, clover honey, too. Yeah, there's a lot of honey in it, too. I would not expect this much brightness out of something 
It's been sitting that long. And I will tell you, um, I already know that this is this was a good pour from a good bottle. But you what I'm gonna amount if you want to. I don't know if he wants that publicity or not. But. Um, no, I don't want to. Okay. Um, but if you ever get the opportunity to try clean, like dusty bourbons, like this, this is. This is pretty good. Uh, of course, it's older, so it does have a little bit of the crystallized things floating in there. But it not just much. is what it is. If you ever get the opportunity to <laughs> to try bottles that are this old, just do it. Yeah, I mean, this it, stuff is hanging on the glass. Yeah. I mean, it literally is like light honey on the side of the glass. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think I need to mouth this whiskey. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! Oh my gosh! That is so, and it builds. <laughs> yeah, it definitely that's plays crazy. above its hundred proof. I, that seems to be a, in a bad way. A pretty common factor with these older bourbons. There's something about it. There's just a lot more viscosity, a lot more oily qualities, and the the char notes in there. Everything. It's kind of unique though, because this one, it is viscous, but. Um, it's not hanging on the tongue as long. It's hanging on the sides of the mouth and the throat a little bit more, but the tongue, it kind of faded fairly quick for me. Yeah, the the thing that hangs oily. around on the finish is like, uh, it's that refined oak characteristic, like that wo that woody spice thing that's there. Okay. It's, uh... I like it. I like it. It's good. Yeah. It's fun to go back and try these stuff. Like he was saying, if you get a chance to, just go back and try them because... You know, you're you're talking about a different. Uh, com well, this is almost two different eras to yeah. get to this bottle, and um, you know, you're you're talking different water, no different. You know, lower <laughs> pollutants. Yeah. In, in the air and in the water and everything else. Older trees. Older trees. Also, the grains had no chemicals and crap on them, so you're like, I mean, it was a totally different world back then. Yeah. And um, it's it's fun. And I, we're obviously doing something good back then. If I had to guess today, if somebody was making a palette close to this, I'd probably have to say Heaven Hill. Like I could see that. It, if you told me this was re released today, I, I would be like, oh, it's probably a Heaven Hill product. I definitely could see and, that. And, yeah. and in the best way possible. Like, it does yeah. some of those nutty qualities, but it's not like Peanut, like Jim Beam. And it does... A very similar uh, spice thing to a lot of Heaven Hill products. I agree, uh, and I love it. Yeah, I uh, I guess we should get into this cigar. I'm sure yes. it's going to pair well with this. I think um, so. I think so. So I have not yet. Oh, should probably cold draw this. Oh, I yeah, haven't smoked this one yet, actually. <laughs> Cinnamon and, like, fig. Cinnamon, fig, and graham cracker. Yeah. Is it salty on your lips? Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Mm. I just get that overwhelming, well, like a fig Newton. You know, the cookie, yeah, yeah, the yeah. cookie around the yeah. fig and a little bit of cinnamon there. That's, that's, yeah, it's 100% fig Newton. Oh, I could totally see There you that. go. Fig Newtons. I think you were singing the Red Robin song. I probably was. About fig Newton. Do you know what the fig Newton song was? No. Of course you don't because I don't know if there was one. Yeah. Big Newtons. Yum. 
I was getting worried there for a second because the wind was starting to pick up, but now it's making it easier to light now. So, yeah, when we first, I got these and I pulled one right out of the right out of the box when we first got them, and I smoked it and it was really good. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be nice. And you know, my thought at the time was, in two or three months, this is going to be absolutely special. It didn't take that long. It took maybe a week of it resting in the humidor and, and getting acclimated. And people have been loving. I've got probably four or five different people that said this is the best Aladino they've ever smoked. Mm. Right off the light, it is like sweet cinnamon. Still that graham cracker thing, but the cinnamon is really present from those Corojo uh, leaves in there. On the retrohale, it's still cinnamon, but it's not, uh, it's not spicy. No. I could almost say like cinnamon toast crunch or something like that. Well, you did say it, so you didn't almost say it. Yeah, it's not quite sweet enough for that though. No. No, it's got it's got that um oh what word what is that? It's got that kind of toasted nutty kind of thing going. Yeah. Um more like the German roasted pecans. Yeah. Or- yeah, or yeah, not not pecan as much as like a roasted almond. Oh, okay. Um, like with with the almond skins on, but you don't get the big spice that you would normally get out of like the Corojo Reserva. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Go back to nosing this dusty pour. Like it is. Uh, <laughs> it's like after you retrohale, the thing just opens up. A lot more fruit. Bright fruit. Man, on the palate, it mm. pulled out a lot of honey for me. Did it? Like, just going smoke to sip. Now, of course, this is not a pairing you'll be able to get at the store. Um, no, we're about we'll to go to the, the larceny. In a minute, yeah. yeah. Crazy good. Look, I got a fly on my head. The wind yeah. keeps blowing my hair. <laughs> Your toupee's uh, flapping around. My toupee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. Yeah, so... Um, it wasn't this last Wednesday, but the week before, you skated out on us and didn't even didn't even want to do it. But we went and had frog legs. JC took us out for frog legs. Oh yeah, they were freaking delicious. There so you go. You're gonna have to you know get off your butt on a Wednesday sometime and go eat frog legs with us. They were delicious, dude. I've been so busy working on my house and like lining up contractors. That just stuff just takes so much time. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, come out for a quote. Now, like, or come out for an estimate. Now let's talk through numbers. Let's talk through everything. Yeah. Oh, okay, let's get you scheduled. Oh, now you need a deposit? Why couldn't this all been done in one email? One me, yep, yeah. yep. Uh, crazy. It's been, uh, it's been nutty. I'm also working on painting the trim in my house while keeping up on all of the normal things that i have to do yeah um but it's a lot such is life you know you're gonna be married in another month yeah that's why i'm trying to finish it up yeah like just get stuff done so that when it does come time to be married that i don't have a project every weekend you will she'll bring her projects at that point (laughs) <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. These are her projects. Oh, I know, but yeah. it's not it's not ending anytime soon. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's okay. Tomorrow we're installing cabinets in my laundry room. 
Oh, nice. You know, it's just like there's another thing. Yeah, they went more money. Yeah, well, but the good thing is you got a little money in the bank with sell with her selling her house. Yeah, so yeah that yeah. helps. It does help. But it would be nice to keep some of that in there and not use it all, right? Yep. <laughs> It'll be okay. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. Oh. And then you're working on your view, your your view from your house to the north. So I am working <laughs> on that. So that'll be nice once yeah. that's done. Once that's done, it'll probably it'll probably be done. Yeah, big by announcement the, by the end of this month. Nice. Yeah, hopefully. Um. So I've got pay. I've had pavers at my house, and to most people, this is going to sound lazy, which partly it is. But the other part of me is like I was working two jobs forever. Like yeah. I didn't have off days for a little over a year. Um. I have pavers for a 17 by 25 patio in my, uh, like, I already have them. Yeah. I, my plan was to do the project, and I just never did it. So, we're finally, I have convinced her to let us pay somebody to get it done. There you go. And, like, my father's worked in commercial construction for years, so, like, we have contacts that'll do it well and correctly. And, yep. Uh, you know, not take us on price. But it's gonna be nice, man. That's like, I think I think I did the calculations. That's four hundred twenty-five square feet awesome. outside. Yeah, that's great. It's gonna be tight. Of course, my house is pretty small, so yeah. it'll be nice to have some space. So maybe once we get that built, we'll have to do a, a podcast from my place. And there you go. We can uh, cook some steaks and smoke some cigars. I'm down. <laughs> okay, I'm down. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Hmm. Oh my gosh, that old crow's fantastic. I'm it really I is. am uh, about ready to switch over to that larceny, but so don't you, feel rushed. Oh, I'm not. I'm gonna take my sweet time. Um, so did you see? I'm gonna look at that note I put up there last night. Do you see the uh, the dispute that's been going on from um, um, Heaven Hill and Logstill? Uh, is it over the <laughs> Dant Dam? Yeah. So they finally filed that one. So if you don't know, Heaven Hill, massive conglomerate, Logstill, not so much. No. I thought they did get bought out by somebody. They may have, but it was fighting through the Logstill things, what they were, what they said. So either way, they they were fighting over the J.W. Dant name, using it, and they came to a conclusion, and Heaven Hill won, of course. Of course. <laughs> so Heaven Hill is is retaining the J.W. Dant name. So if well, you the were crazy worried, thing there you is, go. is the guy from Lost Logstill, the original distiller, the original guy who started this new company, Logstill, is a Dant. Yeah, that's true. Like it, I don't. <laughs> It is kind of odd, isn't it's, it? It's pretty rough <laughs> when you can't use your ancestor's name and brand it. Yeah, I didn't realize but, that. Yeah. So that is kind of... But on the flip side... They have a Heaven model Hill, called J.W. Dant. And Heaven Hill has, has made that a brand or made that a staple of their brand and giving homage back to the Dant name. Yeah. So it wasn't like they're trying to steal it. I mean... I bet you anything under the table, there's probably some money of every bottle going back to Logstill to cover the amicable. Because, honestly, they're going to sell more bottles going through Heaven Hill than they're going to sell probably going through Logstill, I would assume. Yeah, but they're different companies. Oh, I know. They're not. 
Yeah. I'm just saying, if it was to flip the other direction, more more actual bottlers are going to go out of Heaven Hill than Log Still. Yeah. And um, with that case, they might actually make as much, if not more, money letting Heaven Hill do their job. I think Heaven Hill owns the JW Damp brand outright. It would surprise me if there's any royalties being paid to the family. It could be. Um, so don't take that as fact. No, no, that was just speculation, yeah. yeah. And who knows? There could have been some kind of a payment under the table saying, let's just let this thing go away. Because yeah. they, they both walked away happy. And they both walked away amicable and still going to work together. So good. something good happened there, which it's nice to see. You see that more in the in the whiskey and cigar world than probably any other industry. Yeah. It's how people just try to do things the right way and, and do it very amicably. I did see. We talked about it a couple shows ago, but uh, Maker's Mark finally released their, I think they're calling it their Cellar Reserve. Okay. And it is the new Maker's Mark limited release, and it is a blend of 10- and 12-year Makers. Okay. So, uh, okay. It's going to be a high-age bottle. I think they were looking at MSRP being around 150 which is quite high for Makers, but... This is the highest age product Bill yeah. has put out. So usually they're ever. doing it around seven years, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah. around that six to seven year mark for everything, even their limited releases. Which oh, is this the one they were calling the new and old? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So nice. um, something new, something old, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they'll be uh, they'll be coming out with that, and I I'm really looking forward to it. I'm hoping that I can find a bottle. I have every maker's release like limited ever, so. Uh, I'm anxious to try it because I've not found a lot of makers that I'm a fan of. Yeah, I I just really want to try high aged makers. You know it, uh, it. It's like the same thing. You get the regular Evan Williams, and it's like okay, you get that Evan Williams twelve, and you're it's like freaking special. What the heck? That's crazy. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm hopeful I can find a bottle when it when it comes by. If any of you guys find a bottle of that that you don't want. Hit us up, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, along with the uh, Fireball Dragons Reserve or whatever the barrel-aged Fireball is, be sure to hit us up <laughs> if you find that one, too. Uh, I still haven't seen anybody with that bottle. Oh, uh, I can't wait for Minnick to get that one to review. Oh, gosh. I'm not sure he will. <laughs> Someone's trying. You know that. I know. Minnick has been... Minnick... I think has been denying to review even a lot of the finished products. He kind of he almost has to at this point because I'm sure everyone their brothers asking him to review shit. Yeah, he's got to he's got to take it easy and pick and choose at this point. You know, what he's the, not the whiskey tribe doing five videos a day. No, I, I mean his. I'm sure he makes money off of his YouTube channel, not as much as people would think, and it's like his Patreon page where he's making where he's making money and then his events that he does. Yeah. So it's not it's not even like the uh the formal long format I say long format like 10 to 15 minute whiskey reviews are that they can't be that profitable to him. Mm-mm. So I can't imagine him going through and just trying every single product that comes in his door because I'll bet he's one of those guys that gets sent absolutely everything. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, speak you love a finished whiskey. You know what's uh, been going crazy lately is a newer brand to the market called RD1. 
I've been seeing that, and I have not had it yet. And uh, the green label is their Amberana finish, Whoa. and people are going crazy for it. Of course they are. Uh, of course I don't know are. much about the brand, but I... Uh, Obviously, they have poor choice. I would imagine that they're sourced. They've got to be sourced. And now, Somebody uh, brought in uh, some information about that, and I looked it up at that time, and I don't remember now, but... Um, it was one of our customers, and they said they had gotten a bottle, and he absolutely loved it. But I don't know the guy's palate to, for sure to know yeah, exactly what it was. So it is a distillery that's under, con- under construction. Um, is that the one that's BBC product? It could be. Because I was thinking it was, I may be wrong. That's what I I can't find a uh, a quick thing. So I would imagine it's Bardstown Bourbon Company or uh, 1792 because it is a Kentucky product. Mm-hmm. So um, that would be my formal guess. Um, I could probably find it if I did more digging. Yeah, but I'm not going to sit here on my phone on the podcast. No, that's just rude. <laughs> that's just why rude. would I? Why would anybody do that? Heck? God, idiots. Um, so I am not. I think that was the sound. That was the right. Uh, who knows? Who knows? We're just pushing buttons at this point. Yeah. Um, I am not. And a lot of you guys already know, I'm not a big weeded bourbon fan. Some of these, some of them coming out, I've been enjoying. And this is one of them. This, um, it's 124.4 proof. It's the B523 batch. I think it's the latest one they put out. I'm sure it is. 523 should yeah. be. C didn't come out till September. Yeah. Um, and this one, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. It's got oh a lot of gosh. great flavor, fruit. There's a lot of red fruit in there, but yeah. I can't figure out what it is. And it's like a floral fruity quality. It's not super thick or uh, caramely. And it's not overly weeded. No. Um, that's, I think, the note that I'm not a big fan in, in a lot of weeders. It's just... It still does wheat. that that wheat thing though. Like to me, it shows up as almost. This is going to put some people off, but the way that I can detect a weeder more times than not is almost like a a cream cheese frosting note, like that kind oh, of okay. sharp. Um, um, you'd almost associate it with acidity in some way. Okay, and that's still there on this, but it's just. Subtle. In the same realm with all of the uh, red fruits and everything else in there. And it's really I nice. also get with, with a lot of weeders, I get a lot less viscosity in them. I, I feel like they, they, they hit my palate a little thin. And maybe it's just thin perception um, just because of the flavor notes. But um, this one, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a lot out of it. I, I think this is a – and I've not had – I will tell you, this is the first larceny barrel proof I've ever had. Yeah. So I can't tell you if any of the other ones have been good, better, or worse. I have tried a lot of other ones, and I have not liked them up until this bottle. I've heard... So you do uh, like this one, too? I've heard a couple last year were really good, and then this one is fantastic. I do like this bottle. I do, too. And again, another Heaven Hill product that we love. Yeah, we do love Heaven Hill here. Um, Speaking of Heaven Hill, have you heard on any of our picks? We've got three out right now. Yes, so we've got... Um, Elijah Craig, they did tell me that the, the, uh, labels are done. 
Um, they're waiting for the final approval, and then they're going to be shipping them. Hopefully, this was two weeks ago. They said in a few weeks. From what I'm understanding, that could be another three or four weeks. I don't know. Yeah. So we might be looking at close to September for that one. French Lick, both of those bottles, um, I believe when I talked to Brooklyn, she said that they were going to be, um, you know, two weeks, and this was this was last week, two weeks, you know, conservatively three. So I'm like, okay, so that means we're probably going to be getting that one close to the end of the month, maybe at the very beginning of September. So yeah. both of them are going to be coming really close to each other. Um, I'm hoping that what we can work on, so Dirk, if you're listening to this, I can text you too, buddy. But um, I'd like to, it'd be fun to do a, um, a bottle release of that one here yeah. along with, you know, you selling them or Dirk selling them online. So if you're not following him yet, at Indiana Bourbon on Instagram or Indiana Bourbon on Facebook, um, he puts them up for sale, and he's going to be selling half of all of our bottles. These are two, as we talked about, two hazmat brandy barrels. Absolutely delicious. I've, I've had probably 25 people taste uh, pours out of these uh, sample bottles They're we've so got, good. and not a single person is, has not liked them. So um, you'll want to get these. These are special bottles. These are, these are bottles that Alan Bishop which if you don't know Alan Bishop, you might not know a lot about Indiana whiskey. Yeah. Um, if you, uh, Alan Bishop, the, the head distiller at, at Spirits of French Lake, these are some of his babies. These are the ones that he f- loves to make. And um, when he says it's, he's excited about having someone come do a barrel pick, that means something. And um, so he is very excited about these two bar- bar- barrels as well as we are too. So hopefully the next two or three weeks, um, when this airs Monday, it'll probably be maybe two weeks. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, the other thing about them is uh, they're both around that five-year mark, which mm-hmm. you don't see a lot in Indiana whiskey, let alone Indiana brandy. Like, no. Um, well, I mean, I've never seen. I mean, Copper and King's brandy is the highest proof brandy I've ever seen. It's in the 120s. Yeah. And these are 140.9 and 147.9. Yeah. Um, isn't that crazy? And the cool thing is he is not stopping. I mean, he he's actually, I was talking to him earlier this week and I was listening to a couple of his podcasts. He is he is pushing the bounds on a bunch of different things. He's making a um, a traditional old style gin right now from an original recipe because he can, because he wants to. And so he's in the process such, of making such that. a creative guy. He is serious. Um, his his absinthe knowledge is insane, mm-hmm. and um, I, I'm just hoping. And I saw Dirk; he posted on on social media the other day. Um, he was talking about how this guy is the master of absinthe and, and brandy, and I totally agree with that. And I think he's going to be. That's what he's going to be known for in Indiana, I believe, are those two. Oh, products. I think so. And his creativity in making other things too. His bur- now, don't get me wrong, his bourbons and rice are great, but I think he's going to get known for doing something different. Yeah, I mean, the Indiana bourbon and rice space, especially in the craft distiller scene, is just jam-packed. You have people like uh, Starlight and Old 55 that are really known for their bourbons. Yeah. Those Starlight's rye is better than their bourbon. That's I guess, is a hot take, though. I agree. I agree with um, that. But then you get people like... Uh, I don't know, Hard Truth, they've dominated the rye space. And I will tell you right now, Hard Truth's bourbon that's aging right now is freaking delicious. Yeah, I haven't oh tried it yet. Oh, my gosh. 
um, we did that pick with Dirk um, down there, and um, we got to try some of their bourbons that aren't quite where they want them to be. And I'm like, I don't know where you guys are taking these things because they're freaking delicious now. <laughs> so I'm excited to see them come out with that because, you know, in the last, what, about, about a year, the, the Sweet Mash Rise have, have jumped into the space heavy. And um, there's been some really good ones. The caramel malt and the chocolate malt sweet mash rice were both really good. Uh, but also, their regular sweet mash rice have been great. The, the Mash Bill 1 is one of them. And, um, but, yeah, when they get their bourbons coming out, man, I think they're going to they're gonna definitely make a name for themselves finally. So uh, a couple things came out from Hard Truth this week or, or were in the news. Well, tell one us of them, them is they're a hard, uh, the Hard Truth High Road Rye, yeah. which is kind of like – uh, it looks like it's going to be a shelf staple, um, shelf staple, like small batch rye. Uh, it's ninety three proof. Um, it's also under that fifty dollar mark, so it will be something you can conti- consistently use. It's a little high to be a uh, a mixer, I think. You know, uh, around that. I think I you think they said you. around forty three bucks a bottle, but. That's not bad. It's not bad, especially in today's bourbon space. The other thing, the other thing that they came out with, which Rob is a huge fan of, <laughs> John Mellencamp's son partnered with Hard Truth. Which might make me not ever want to buy anything that has that on there ever. <laughs> For, uh, what are they calling this? I got I to gotta find it. Johnny Cougar Melon Bush, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I gotta, I, I can't. Uh, I don't know what. The yeah, I saw that is. they, um, they were doing a collaboration with, and actually, it's called Melon Camp Whiskey Company. So oh, I don't yeah. know what he's doing. If he's like, you know, sourcing barrels from different distillers, and honestly, if it's Melon Camp's name, he would be stupid to source anything other than just Indiana whiskey. Yeah, because so he is an Indiana staple. It's a hard truth uh, labeled bottle, and there's typical hard truth bottles, um, and it's a Melon Camp Whiskey Company. It's called Harvest Rye. For whatever reason, on the label, it literally reads Harvest Rye, Sweet Mash Rye, Straight Rye Whiskey. So, what is it? Just a spicy cinnamon rye? I am pretty sure it's just their normal Sweet Mash Rye. Uh, Just with uh, Johnny's name on it. You know what? I mean, I will tell you, I am n- not a fan of John Mellencamp. I oh, never I liked him. I you loved him. But he draws a crowd in Indiana, and I bet you anything his product will sell. And I don't know if this is going to be like a an extension on the Hard Truth line at Hard Truth or if this is going to be something that's going to Mellencamp Whiskey Company to sell. Either yeah. way. I believe people, at least fans, will will buy the bottles to have. We'll find out if it's good, but I mean, all the all the hard, true, sweet mash rice stuff's been oh, good. Yeah. So I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll be good. It, it'll be a solid bottle. I'll bet it'll be overpriced just because you have an artist relation in on there and that mm, likes his money. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, oh, man. <laughs> it's just kind of how it's gonna go. They're it gonna is. have to pay some royalties they there for every bottle. And I think it's going to be profitable for both Hard Truth and the Mellencamp family. And hopefully it will – it would be really cool to see, 
like a concert series or something that like inspired by that Could down you, at okay, Hard Truth. I will tell you right now, they have a little concert space behind Hard Truth. It's small. I mean, it's literally more for karaoke than anything else. Yeah. It would be really cool to, for them to sell whatever cost tickets they want to and have Melon Camp come there and do a show for a very small group of people sitting on the is patio. He, he is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he still lives oh. down there in, in around um, Hard Truth. Um, Serious? But um, it would be really cool to have him do a show down there. And, and you know what? I mean, you could put the price tag on those tickets at whatever you want to, and people would go. But that would be a fun, fun trip for people. I mean, I, I know they've been talking about doing campgrounds and different things down there, too. You could, I mean, you could spend an entire weekend down there and then finish it off with a show. Oh, totally. So he's 71 years old. He lives in Seymour, Indi- or no, he was born in Seymour. Born in Seymour. Yeah. I think he lives, I think he lives, gosh, last time I thought he lived around Lake Monroe, which is like Bloomington area kind that of thing. That wouldn't surprise me. Because um, he was born in a small town. I was born in a small town. And he can breathe in a small town. <laughs> I breathe. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Nah, I mean, honestly, that's pretty cool. And uh, for, It is. Really, for any Indiana distillery to get that partnership, it's a win. And it I is. will tell you right now, I think and more, more of the reasons why I'm not a fan of Mellencamp is more because of ancillary things, not as much as music. I, I don't like his music either, but... Um, I, I love seeing him focus on local because everything he's ever done in his life has always talked about local, small town, all that kind of stuff. And it's like for him to go into his backyard and pick them, you know what? Because bottom line is hard truth whiskey could be really terrible. And he picked them. I don't know if he's got a whiskey palate, but he picked know. them there. And luckily, their product's amazing. So, you know, I think it's going to be a really good Yeah, I mean, he could have very well teamed up with hard or what bear wallow bear wallow he could have teamed up although with, i don't think bear wallow could have caught a, or no, nothing wrong with bear wallow they couldn't have made enough product i don't think no i don't them. think so he also could have teamed up with somebody like west fork and nobody would have bought it or starlight i mean they would have bought it at starlight but i mean it's still yeah. southern indiana or french yeah, yeah. lick so french lick yeah shout out Shout out. I wonder if he talked with anyone else. That would be an interesting thing. I bet you not because he is a yeah. Bloomington, Nashville kind of boy. So I bet you anything he probably just, I don't know. Who knows? Let's get him on the show and we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. John, well, John, if you listen to this, buddy, John, come on the if show. You're listening, if you if sorry you are listening, for making this, fun of you. No, if, John, if you're listening to this, I love your, I love your music, man. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. No. Name five songs. <laughs> uh, small Town. <laughs> Okay. Jack and Diane. Yeah. Um. Our wonderful new table is brought to you by Deadwood Live. That's D-E-D Wood Live. Go check them out on Facebook and see what Derek can do for you. From bars to tabletops to a giant podcast table, they specialize in making super high quality furniture from live edge woods and reused barrels. So reach out to them on Facebook. And see what they can do for you. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been a fan. Sorry. <laughs> you got the want want sound effect once again. Little ditty about Jack and Diane. That is a good song, though. Yeah. He's dribbling off those Bobby Brick slaps and does what he pleases, baby. <laughs> 
Dude, is there anything good? Well, I am plenty into the second, third. This thing is burning quick for me. Oh, really? Mine's going kind of slow. Yeah, my draw is like wide open. Mm. So That's one thing I love about Aladino cigars. The draw is always nice. You don't have to worry. The only one that's got a little bit tighter draw is the Crow Reserva, but it's thicker, higher priming leaves. You're going to have that. Um, but everything else is just a, a nice open draw, and this was no... No, I mean it's it's staying true. It's yeah. Fig Newtons and it really is. There there's a lot of sweetness coming from that Cameroon still. Yeah, it, there is. It is a sweeter. Smoke. It's a little earthier than the yeah, the yeah. original Cameroon. Totally, but it's also a darker wrapper, which is getting some more of that earth in there too. And it's not so. earthy in like a not a na- nasty way, not like yeah, a mushroomy yeah. way. Yeah, super good though. Yeah, so much. Now it's getting into the spicy cinnamon territory for me, even on the retro hail. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's got a little spice in the nose right now, which is nice. Yeah, it almost in the Cameroon. It's almost like uh, have you ever cooked with mace? Oh, uh-uh. yeah. Some people use it in like pumpkin spice things to like just bump up the actual perceived spice. Okay, so uh, that's kind of what it reminds me of. Ah, okay. Um, this is your fall smoke. Uh, we should. We should do that. Once fall rolls around, just do the ultimate fall pairing. Ultimate fall pairing. There you go. All of your baking spices. I've got an idea on that. I'm not going to say it yet, but we're going to – a cocktail that we can do that's going to be a great fall cocktail. Okay. And it may or may not be having some hazmat brandy in it. I'm just saying. (laughs) Brandy? Who that? She's a fine girl. She is a fine girl. Good for her, man. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so some cool stuff happened this week. Yeah. So, um, Glenn loop, he's the president of the PCA, which the PCA is the premium cigar association. They're the ones that are basically fighting for the right for us to enjoy you cigars. Fight for you. Right. You do. To party. Party. That's right. That should be a soundtrack too, right there. If you need um, it. no, no. Okay. But, um, so they, um, he had reached out to me cause I, I'm, I'm a member of the PCA here. Um, if you're not a member of the PCA, I always recommend people to do it. It's, it's not a lot of money, but it also gives them funds to fight legislation. Um, what came out of it this week was Monday we're closed, and um, he wanted to have a meeting here at our place. So we had a meeting with him, um, several shop owners from around the state, and then um, which we had you know Dave from Smoker's Choice here, Joe, Rudy, and Aaron from Rudy's up in Fort Wayne. Oh, cool. Um, Gosh, I can't remember his name. I hate, I'm, I'm, this is terrible. But the guy that owns the cigar box, super, super nice guy. But that was the first time I met him and I didn't remember his name. Um, the CEO of Drew Estate was here, um, hanging out with him. That's crazy. Um, a couple other people were here too. That's a big and wig right that there. That was a big wig. Yeah. And, uh, but they were in town also because the, um, all the legislators were meeting in Indianapolis for a meeting convention type thing. And uh, so we met here, talked about it. We're fo- um, we're forming the Indiana chapter of the PCA. Um, of course, Lisa thinks it's funny, but I got nominated to be the chairman of the PCA in Indiana. So now I'm got more to do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's coming, which totally. is exciting because I've been wanting to get involved with legislation a little bit more. But then that later on that evening, we went down to um, Burn. They're they're all staying right downtown with that the meeting. So they set up a, a legislative meeting down at Burn for people to, for all the legislators to come. So we went down there with a few of the shop owners and the PCA guys, 
and basically hung out with legislators all night and um, got to meet probably 25, 30 different legislators from around the state wow. and, and around the region, I guess, not just the state, but the yeah. region. And um, it's, it's kind of cool for them to see, to see that they, they get it. You know, most of them get it, not all of them, but yeah. most of them get it. And um, so it's going to be kind of fun to, to kind of rub elbows with them a little bit. And hopefully as we build relationship with them, we can help guide the, the focus on taxes to not be hammering us work on, you know, the other things, which it's already in the process. I mean, we've already got a cap. We're working on the next two caps to drop it down even more. Um, so a lot, a lot of things to come really kind of a cool week to, to get heavily involved with the PCA. So that will be coming. So hopefully we'll, we'll, um, have Glenn. Glenn wants to come on the show with us sometime. Oh, sweet. So we'll have him come on the show with us sometime. And, um, yeah, so kind of a fun week. Yeah. Would you like week. to talk about the other thing that happened when the Drew estate guy was here? What was that? Oh, yeah. No, no, that no. Was, it wasn't that. No, okay. it's just, yeah, we're one of the things we're trying because we the only Drew Estate products we have right now is we have the Deadwood. the Deadwood stuff and a lot of the flavored stuff, but then we also have the blackened M eighty one. But I've been reaching out to to Drew Estate for a while, and I, and I get it. They're they're a big company. They're owned by a bigger conglomerate than you know, than God in some ways. My God, Swisher owns about everything in the world. Yeah. Um, but they, um, but I had never gotten him back with him. Well, he's he's got me in touch, or he he actually got it set up to where I'm going to start working on an account. So hopefully we'll be able to get a few more of the, the higher-end Drew Estate items in here. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, that'll be great. So that will be that will be good. But no, it's just overall, it was a, it was a good time. Um, really got to know a couple of the guys, you know, the guys from Cigar Cigar in Evansville. Um, got to meet them too, and it's just fun to see a lot of the um, a lot of the different shop owners and um, and people around the state that are just excited to be working together. Um, this is not one of those industries where people need to be fighting each other. We just need to work together. Oh, so absolutely! It's really kind of cool. No, it is. It is definitely good to see that happen, and it's good to see Indiana stuff move along and get uh, get formed and push through. Exactly. Um, yeah, and there's never been apparently a chapter in Indiana, it, so it's time. It's time. Um, so yeah, so we'll be uh, meeting with some legislators here in the next few weeks, and hopefully we'll be able to get some things moving in the right direction for the first of the year when they start voting on things again. So yeah, that's gonna be great. That'll be really good to do. That's really about the only thing that's got going on this week for me. Yeah. Find anything in cigar news this week, or do you know of anything? There really hasn't been much that I've seen. I've not seen much either. Um, I, I've seen some of the um, some of the brands that had PCA releases um, that are starting to ship a few things. Yeah. But honestly, I don't think it's a whole lot of the stuff that we're waiting on here. Um, um, I saw a lot of shops were getting a Lavaretta from uh, yeah. Crown Heads. Uh, I just, but, I, honestly, I didn't order it. Um, no, and it's understandable. We'll just tell them. I mean, it's just, it's just an expensive cigar. And it's like, you know, I, I feel like Crown Heads does a good job at their price points on a lot of things. And granted, I mean, it could be more expensive tobacco. It could be a more whatever. I don't know. But there's so many of those expensive cigars coming out that it, Kind of got an, an issue with that a little bit, and um, you know it's hard to buy. You know, cigars are going to be you know between twenty and thirty bucks, and expect people just to go out and buy boxes of them. I mean, it's just it's too expensive. 
Uh, I'm sure it's a good cigar. I'm, I'm sure it's yeah, fine. It's got a Crown Heads makes great cigars. Yeah, they do. And if people start asking for them and I can get them, I'll, I'll get some in here. But we haven't even tried them yet. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's really hard to bring it in. And they had a box, so many boxes they wanted you to buy to get them in. So it wasn't even. That was, that's right. That was. It wasn't even do. like you could get them in uh, <laughs> on a trial basis and see how they do. No, you had to have legitimate stock if you were to get them at all. You had to have is, all four. I believe you, that was the one you had to have all four sizes. And you had so many boxes of each one of those sizes. And you're talking about every one of the cigars were over 20 bucks. Even like the little robusto, yeah. so it's it's just like, I don't know. It just it, yeah. It is what it is. It is. I mean, I I don't want to do that to customers. You know, having you know more space taken up for high dollar cigars. We've got a few of the twenty plus dollar cigars that are very special. Again, I've never smoked this cigar. If I was if I was able to get out to PCA this year, I would have smoked it. And if I would have smoked it, I might have loved it, and I might have got some. But I'll be going to PCA this. This spring, um, Lisa and I will be going. Hopefully, both of us will be able to go yeah. um, this spring. So I'll be able to meet up with everybody and, and figure out some more of the stuff. But I mean, but it's it's not like you can just bring in any $20 cigar. You don't have unlimited space, one. And two, it doesn't do give you do you any good to sit on product. No. Like, no. Uh, if the cigars don't make money sitting on the shelf. And really, our $20 plus cigars... They sell, but not nearly as quickly as a lot of them. No, exactly. Well, it's like the um, the Las Vegas Provincia, the CMW from last year. Yeah, fantastic cigar. I love that cigar. Um, they had some more available, and Tyler asked if I wanted to buy a few, and um, I'm like, I, I don't need any more. I still got a couple boxes, only because I mean they're great cigars, and I'd love to have them out there. But the new one's coming out. It's going to be over twenty bucks. So I'm like, you know. They'll sell fine, but it's, it's it's hard to hold stock of a high dollar box for, you know, we've had those for what six months. Yeah. So it's like you know it, it takes that long to sell them. It's it's probably too long in the in humidor. Now now I will say, once people discover them, they keep buying them. They do. But you don't typically do. walk into a humidor and say, oh, I'm just gonna go ahead and pick this twenty five dollar cigar or twenty two dollar well, cigar. And, and if that. If it is a type of person that is looking to buy a cigar at that price point, majority of times they're accustomed to buying other brands that they're like over twenty cigar over twenty dollar cigars are a lot more mild than that one is. Yeah, it's full bodied. It's yeah. it's full full bodied and it's a great full bodied experience, but mm-hmm. it's not gonna smoke like your Davidoff or like your Avo or anything like that. It's just it is what it is. It's, yeah, it's a fantastic cigar. Yep. So we should be getting the, uh, I'm assuming the, the next Lost Ace will be coming soon. Um, I don't know what all else is out there we're waiting on, really. We've gotten quite a few things. we got the, you know, the Lost Calaveras in now from Crowned Heads. we got this new Aladino Limited. Um, trying to think if there's anything else new we've gotten last week. I don't think so. Yeah. So... Is what it is. Lowell right now. It is after uh, PCA. Yeah, and that usually that tends to happen. It's kind of irritating because you know I'd love to see brands go to a trade show and sell, and then when they get back from a trade show, ship them. But that never happens in this industry. So it doesn't. Um, um, I do know the the like I said, we just got these in this larceny barrel in. Um, it's super tasty. The um, 
We did get the Dalmore Cigar Malt um, Scotch in. Incredible. Yeah, we, we showed about, about that, that last time. Yeah, yeah. On the last But one. that's really the newest stuff we've gotten so far. Um, I did get the Elijah Craig. I got a bottle of the Elijah Craig um, Barrel Proof. B5 B523, yeah. yeah. And it's it's pretty good. I'm still my C922 is still my favorite yeah, one of their releases. It is so good. Um, Do we have any of that left or is it gone? I might have one bottle back there for when these other ones are gone. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh yeah, I got a bottle left. Oh yeah. I'm going to bring that one back on a special occasion. Yeah. Like the 2 year? Or is there Maybe a more it's special. special occasion? It's special. Special special. It'll be special. Yeah. Yeah, so what else, man? What else is going on? Do you have anything else to chat up? Not really. It's been kind of a weird week, it is, for sure. It's been a really odd week. Um, I just feel like I've been running like a chicken with my head cut off. But it's kind of how it goes. Yeah. You know? What are you down to, what, five weeks to your wedding? No, we're under 30 days now. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, so I keep she keeps telling me there's a lot more things that need to be figured out before the wedding. And I'm like, oh, okay. She doesn't tell me what it is, so that's fine by me. Yeah, you might want to ask, buddy. Or she'll ask me, like, what do you think about these flowers? It's like, yeah, those look great. So good. Yeah, I don't care. I literally told her we could go get married in somebody's backyard. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't care. Final third patio set up for Isaiah's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Uh, That'd be nice. That would be weird. I, I wonder who will be the first wedding out here. You know somebody's going to do it. I bet somebody does. Yeah. If you're getting married and you want a cool, cool little space, you're going to have a small little wedding for just like family and a few friends. Hit me up, man. I'd love to have a wedding out here. Yeah, $600 patio rental will get it for you. <laughs> We'll take care of you. Yeah, unless we'll take care of you. Well, and there's a whiskey bar that I'm sure you could rent out for the day or pre-buy for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, have a good time. Absolutely. I was talking with Eric this week, and he's going to get on the show. Cool. He's got a... Uh, oh, that's next week, too. <coughs> um, yeah. Oh, no, that's September... First, we're yeah, going to record that, so it'll be September, September 3rd. September 3rd is when that'll come out. He has got a seven-year Whiskey Acres um, that we're going to try together, which is really cool. Uh, it is. They're one of those craft brands that I was not really privy to or put on to a while ago, and he's been a big fan of them. Of course, you know, he's an Illinois boy. Yeah. Um, so kind of we're in his backyard. But that's going to be really cool to try. You know, all these craft distilleries that started up right around the same time are able to put out this seven-year product. Starting to age it, yeah. I think. I hope it's great. I do, too. All of their other stuff I've been impressed by. I have, too, So it would surprise me if it's not just mind-blowing what they can do. Well, and I've not been there yet. I know know we've been talking to Eric. We were thinking about going up there with him sometime to, to see the place. Not knowing much about the place, I'm assuming it's not quite to the scale of Starlight. I don't. I can't but it's kind of like, it's kind of like this. In my opinion, for what it sounds like, it's kind of like the Starlight of, of Illinois. Yeah. On what they're doing, you know, the quality of product and all that stuff too. But they're so, uh, they're completely grain to glass as yes. far as I know, and they are actually growing things on their farm 
or getting stuff from local farms. Yes, which that that hits Eric's heart because Eric Hart's Eric's family's all farmers. Yeah, so he loves to see that, and that's one of the reasons why he gives some other distilleries a hard time when they say things because he knows he knows crops. Yeah, Eric's trying to convince us to do two episodes in one day. What's the second episode? I don't know who's texting <laughs> me about it. We might do a wild turkey uh, taste off because I do have another Dusty, and it's a wild turkey 101 from 1988. We could do it all in one show. We could. Uh, I mean, it's just not going to be as much talking about other things, but we could do that in one show. I don't know. Well, and that's one thing I know. Um, th- right now in the, in, in the cigar and whiskey world, there's a lot less to talk about in cigars than there is whiskey right now. And um, so I know a lot of times people, when they tune into the show, they're like, oh, you don't talk about cigars enough, or you don't talk about the cigar you're smoking enough. It's like, there is so much more information on the whiskey side right now. So um, as we dig in more, we'll try to get more and more information out of the cigar industry, but we are coming up to fall, and fall is that time of year where there's not as much talk about cigars. No, and uh, whiskey's kind of ramping up. Whiskey in its entirety will release all of the limiteds in uh, what anyone else would call fourth quarter, but if you're in the whiskey world, it's called OND. Yeah. October, November, December. So as we get closer to that, you'll just hear about all the releases, all your standards will be coming out, your BTAC products, your Pappies, um, Four Roses, limited edition, barrel strength will be coming out. I saw Old Forester is starting up their lottery again for the new birthday bourbon. You know, all these things are about to come out. Yeah. I I mean, I'll enter their lottery. Oh, I'll enter it. But my thing is, like, their, their regular line stuff and their barrel pick stuff is so freaking good that that birthday bourbon is just not holding up to it for me. Rob, None of them I've tried If yet. I win the birthday bourbon lottery. We'll chug it. We'll just chug it. We can drink it on the show out of Red Solo Cups. All right, let's do it. Just for let's you. Let's do it. Just for you, baby. It'll be a, that'll be a pro move. I think people will enjoy that quite a bit. But uh, Lisa won't get on the camera. No, she don't like it. <laughs> uh, we did just get a new uh, podcast audio board, so now we're going to uh, be able to do phone interviews, Zoom interviews. So if there's somebody that you'd like to see, absolutely let us know, and we'll try and set up a virtual interview with them. We'll hang out, kind of try and do our normal thing, but also learn from hopefully brand owners and reps and stuff like that. Yeah. Hopefully that mower's not, like, really screwing this up. Is it bad? Are we okay? It's kind of loud, but he's just sitting there across the street. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I think he's looking at us trying to figure out what's going on. Hey, buddy, just keep mowing. (laughs) We love you, but please leave. Um. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh, you're good. We're talking about uh, virtual interviews with people. Yeah, so, um, you know, if you got John Mellencamp's phone number, give him a call and let him know. We'll have him on the show. Hey, and if he's looking to do a signature cigar, I think uh, Final Third would love to team up with him on that. 
And we could design something with like 1502 or something. Yeah. Or Drew Estate. Or Drew. Gosh. <laughs> I think he'd have to be bigger to get Drew Estate. Yeah. I'll tell you why. I mean, Mellencamp is pretty big around the nation. He feels like a regional guy, and he is a regional guy, but I think he's got a massive following. Not not like a Jimmy Buffett following or a dead following, anything like, like that. Dude, but he's got a cult following. The last people Drew Estate worked with was Metallica. That's pretty freaking amazing. They're though. they're huge. You can't. I will say though, have you heard the? Have you listened to the new Metallica album? No. A little sad. Dude, I, they're old. I know. What do you man, expect? I know. They can still rock it out. I mean, when they're playing their hits, they still sound amazing. Yeah, but, but my they're, gosh. they're slowing down, man. You can't they make high-energy metal when you're in your, I would guess, 60s. At least, yeah. Yeah. How old is Metallica? I don't know. That's, that's, ask Siri. She'll tell you. Well, uh... No, yeah, uh, that's going to be nice having the phone phone in feature. Um, I'm looking forward to you know, like like I said, Glenn Loop having him on. We'll talk a little bit more about the PCA and the Indiana chapter and all that stuff, and then maybe maybe we can get in with some of these like you know, fifteen like he mentioned, fifteen oh two. Been trying to work with Sol and Enrique to get Enrique and, and her up here for an event, and it's just been a nightmare. Because schedules are hard and everything else. And they're small brand owners, so they're, yeah. like, having a hard time. It's been really hard to get them up here. This will give us the ability to interview somebody um, and talk about a brand without having to actually have them travel up here. So. Oh, absolutely. So uh, Metallica is between 58 and 61, every member. Okay. So actually not as old as I thought they were. No, no. But it's kind of old to be touring still. Um, I mean, shit, the Rolling Stones, aren't they still doing it? they got to be like 99 years old. I think somebody, I think, uh, I think it was, it might have been Brian Patterson that went to that show that was here. I think it was like last year or something. And he said, yeah, I thought they were going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you come out in your, uh, your walker, it's a little yeah, hard serious. to rock it out, baby. <laughs> it's like, uh, who is it that keeps doing farewell tours? Like Elton oh John? Gosh. So it's many people like, do farewell tours. It's like he's just, he's ready to die any day now. Well, I love it's going to be his farewell tour. And you can sell a farewell tour better than you can a regular tour. Yeah. Everybody's like, this is oh. my last time ever. Like if Taylor Swift did a farewell tour, those two $2,500 tickets would be five grand, and it would still sell out. Uh, I hate to say it, man. Taylor Swift's going to be playing music for the next 30 years. Oh, I know. Sucks, but it's but it from is, a marketing standpoint, she should do a farewell tour. That that girl is making money hand over fist. To my God, I mean, she she to get tickets to her shows. At least this is what I understand. You have to enter a lottery yeah. to get a chance yep. to possibly buy a ticket. <laughs> like, you can't just like go on Ticketmaster and order them when they come up. No, it's too much. It, it crashes their site every time. And it's just not playing like old national. No, she's playing uh, the biggest venues in the world, all over the world. Well, and she didn't even come to indianapolis on our last tour but on this upcoming tour i think in 2024 she's coming to probably lucas oil because i don't think they could hold her at at deer creek 
or no, I think she's off. A, uh, Banker's Life, or I'd be is it still Banker's Life? It, I I don't know. I don't know. Wherever the Pacers play, yeah, that doesn't even seem big enough for her. It's it almost giant, looks like a, I yeah, but not like Lucas Oil. You can literally put seats on three quarters of the football field along with the stands, and you can do the same thing at a. Yeah, but when you're talking NBA crowds versus, I mean, it's like a tenth of the number of seats. Yeah, I don't know. If you're out there and you bought Taylor Swift tickets, we would love to interview and interview you and figure out why. Not really. Yeah, we would. <laughs> this is a social experiment. Oh, my gosh. Is there a connection between cigar smokers and Taylor Swift fans? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm the sure there is. I mean, music's all just... It's all, it's all what, what yeah. people like, yeah. So what's your favorite concert you've ever been to? My favorite concert I've ever been to. Um, it's kind of tough. I, I seem to – I go to a lot of concerts. I really do enjoy shows and, like, kind of of all calibers. Which, by the way, he's a musician too, so this yeah. will tell you part of it. But – my, the last show I went to, which was in June, was Young the Giant. And I'm not – I haven't kept up with them, but I had uh, I had listened to them so much in, like, middle school and high school. And seeing them live, it was just a fantastic show. I think one of the most, like, lasting show impressions that I've had was a uh, smaller, like, folk Americana group called Penny and Sparrow. And it's literally two guys and one acoustic guitar, and they're just, like – fantastic musicians their harmonies were crazy good and uh they did a really good job of working the room and just making it feel like you were in a living room with them yeah and uh i I don't know there's a lot of value to that i I do like a lot of the high production highly produced shows like young the giant had like video interludes between a lot of their songs and it was a super cool experiment Experience, but Penny and Sparrow was just like, yeah, we're just going to get up here and play music. Which and is, we'll talk there, to people. There's something special about that, too, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I've been to quite a few shows, and I went to a lot more when I was living in Nashville, but I, I really do like going to concerts. Like, that's something that I hope I never, like, lose. Because there's always something inspiring. It's always just a great experience. There's a lot of people that like going to movies, but even if I know like a couple songs by somebody and I'm free that night, I'll just go to the concert. Um, sadly, at a lot of these venues, like you can't hardly afford beer. Like at TCU Amphitheater, I think I paid like $24 for a tall boy of course banquet. Wow. It's ridiculous, but. Yeah, it is, is kind of crazy. You gotta keep the buzz going. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know who is your favorite show, Rob. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, it's weird because you know I, I you know work in this industry and and own a lounge and all that stuff too. But I am a an introvert and um, I don't like crowds. Yeah. So I honestly I I was always the guy in high school and you know out of high school that it's like I'll just buy the CD and enjoy the music and not yeah. worry about going to a crowd. But um, we've been to a few. Now, I will say, Lisa, she hates the fact that I'm like that because she loves going to concerts. Um, Yeah. 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 (laughs) She's yelling. But um, two of wow, she just flipped me off, and Lisa never does that. That's crazy. She never does that. Dang. 
Um, have a perfectly wholesome marriage. Yeah. We used to. Now we don't. Now you don't. Um, but no, we... The two, the two that stand out to me were um, down at, um, I, I believe it was the Egyptian room, but it was down at Marab, but I don't yeah. remember which room it was in. It the was, Egyptian um, room is like that basement. It may not have. I don't remember what it was. It was in one of the rooms of the Murat, and um, it was Night Ranger in Kansas. Oh. And I grew up loving Kansas, and I'm like, Kansas is going to be amazing and everything else. And Night Ranger was I like Night Ranger, too. It was just more of a... A listening group night ranger absolutely freaking killed it and kansas was great but i'm like oh my god night ranger actually just beat kansas on stage <laughs> and it was actually a really fun show that's awesome. it was a show where you know you sit down and enjoy the music you're not standing and having people in front of you the whole time it's just an enjoyable show and then the other one was one lisa and i went to um and it was it was deer creek at the time yeah but it was sticks and it was the return to paradise tour and um, they did the Paradise Tour back in the, what was that, the 80s maybe? Yeah, 70s, yeah. 70s, 80s, something like that. And um, it was one of the most iconic shows out there with the, the with all the visuals and stuff that they had even back in that day. And they recreated it to the T on that show. And it was actually just like going back in time. It was really great. Uh, that's cool. So those are probably my two favorites. I mean, there is, especially with music, like just the nostalgia factor mm-hmm. can make make a show or make a song so much better to you. Yeah. Like, if you have some core memory or, you know, it, it could have been the album that you that you listened to in your first car as you were driving oh, yeah. to school, like driving to work, you know? It's like that concert's going to be amazing just because of that nostalgia factor. Not always, man. Not always. Because I... Uh, my one of my band, one of the bands I used to love listening to in high school was Van Halen. Yeah, and uh, I went to the '84 tour when they released their out al- their album 1984, and I'm like, this is going to be amazing. I loved all the old Van Halen stuff, like the new Van Halen stuff at the time. Went there, and David Lee Roth was freaking drunk before he got on stage. <laughs> Carried a bottle of Jack Daniels with him on the show. Oh god, couldn't understand any of the lyrics and. People were trying to boo him off and just let Eddie take over. God. I mean, it was it was brutal. It made me really kind of pissed off that I bought the tickets. Well, that's sad too. But there are a lot of artists that'll do that. Like yeah. they just show up drunk to their own show. Well, there's country. A lot of country artists yeah. that do that. Yeah, they do. That's a specific type of country, though. Like, yeah. It, it. I mean, because you have to be drinking and drinking beer in your truck with your dog and your ex-wife. To have a country song. The ex-wife is not in the truck with you. No, no. She's shooting at you with a shotgun in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Key in your car. (laughs) All the stuff. But I will say, there's a couple of shows I would like to go see. I would, and I know it's going to sound weird from the bands I just said, but I would love to go see Disturbed and and some bands like that because I feel like the energy at something like that could be a lot of fun to go see. Um. But again, I don't know if I want to pay the prices that the concerts are going for now just to sit there and listen to music. But I don't know. We'll see. Well, if you need a a buddy for one of those, just take Jen Bother. She is Jen, and actually Scott um, Johnston yeah. too. Oh yeah, Doctor J is a also big fan of like, metal. Yeah, so they could uh, they could be fun. Final it could be. final third goes to Disturbed. There you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll go up on stage and interview them. 
for the podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they would be all about it. Totally. We're such a big deal. We'll they sing. would love to take time. We'll sing the sound of silence. That's not even their song, Rob. Yeah, but they, they made it better than the original. No, they didn't. Way no, better. they didn't. Thousand times better. Oh, yeah. Simon and Garfunkel singing like it's this happy song. No, it's not a happy song for them either. But it sounded like it the way they sang no, it. No, it didn't. Disturbed brought it to life. Oh. No. Yeah. Simon, Isaiah's wrong again. I will again. die on this hill. Nobody cares want. about Disturbed, but everybody mm. cares about Simon and Garfunkel. Nobody cares about Simon and Garfunkel. Dude, they're iconic. They're old. They're yeah. iconic because they're dead or something. I don't think they're dead. I, I bet they're dead. You think so? Yes. I guess we'll look it up. Here we too. go. Hey, serious. Simon and Garfunkel dead. <laughs> Are they still alive? Simon Garfunkel singer killed by celebrity death hoax. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. They're still alive. At least as of 2022. Yeah. But they're really, really, really old. Dude, it's like uh No, I do think they were iconic for their era. They are. So we watched okay, so here we're on music. We might as well do music okay. talk with Isaiah and Rob. Okay. Um you know, we've there's been a lot of really great music movies come out. You had Rocket Man, you had yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. There were amazing stories behind the scenes of what those artists went through and all that stuff. Last night, Lisa and I watched the uh, the Whitney Houston. Um, I want to dance with was it? I want to dance with somebody or something like that. Yeah, and uh, we watched that. It was a really poorly made movie. Really, um, it told her story, but it's like it's like everybody wants to love Whitney. Yeah, and when you come across from that, you're like, I don't know if I really even like Whitney anymore because <laughs> you know she was she was dealing with drugs and. Of course, she was stupid by going with Bobby Brown and all that stuff for so long. But it's just like, I don't know. It's, I mean, I, I saw what they were trying to go with, and I think if they would have had the producers from either one of those other two movies, yeah. I think it could have been iconic. But whoever produced this thing and made this movie, it was just like so mish, mish, or mit, mismatched. Mismatched, thank you. You good? That it was just like, it wasn't well made. Yeah. Um, the girl that, that played Whitney did a great job. Yeah. But you know, it wasn't like they were pulling out all their all of her iconic songs. They did a few of them, but it was just kind of I don't know. It was not as well made. Mm. And when when Bohemian Rhapsody came out, I was really hoping we were going to see a lot of really great movies from these old artists. And after those two came out, it's just like stopped. Yeah, like, I would love to see a movie about Metallica. Yeah, you know, all their stuff. It wouldn't surprise me if they're coming if if that will come because they really are hitting. Um, the, the popular culture circuit right now, even like in the guitar space, there's a lot of signature guitars coming out from the Metallica guys, which is just kind of crazy. Like it, it, it just felt like for probably 10 years, you didn't really hear from them much. Right. And then they have whiskey coming out and they got cigars coming out and they got new signature guitars coming out. And they're relevant in different eras that they never were relevant in before. Well, I don't know about relevant. Well, no, I'm saying with whiskey and cigars, that was never a realm that they were in. Yeah. Now you've got the guys that listen to their stuff. They're like, I almost smoke their cigars. And honestly, the cigars are great. 
They're one of the few celebrity brands besides um, Guy Fieri that are fantastic cigars. I don't know about the whiskey. I think I had it once and it was okay. But I think I had it at like 85 proof or something like that. Yeah, so I, I still I, haven't tried the whiskey. Um, a couple of, of the bottles that they've done have been Willet, um, Willet bourbons that were finished, and I'm sure those are fine. Yeah. Um, they were just high-priced, and every time I saw one, I, I mean, said, eh, I don't need that. Let, but, uh, let Isaiah pour me some, some nah, whiskey. That's a cork pop. It is, isn't Hang it? On, listen to this. Wow. There you go. It's a tight cork, baby. Isaiah likes a tight cork. <laughs> no comment. No comment. No comment. No comment. But, uh... Yeah, so, um... Gosh, we... I will say one thing you and I need to do a better job of. We got we got to do a better job of talking about things that are happening, coming up, and not things that just happened that we haven't actually witnessed yet. <laughs> So we got Way Out Beer Festival tomorrow while we're recording, but it'll be <laughs> two days before that. Yeah. Um, or two days after that. But we had talked about that with Colt when we were at PAX. We did. And that's – so we're recording on Friday. That is uh, going to be tomorrow and Saturday. I'm excited because I'm going to go out there and I'm going to see the boys from PAX. And yeah. I, I, I love those guys. They're great people. They make great beer. But I'm also excited to meet some of the other – breweries because i think there's like 45 breweries coming from from the region um and they're all the the goal of the way out festival has always been don't bring your staples bring something funky that you want to play around with and make and so they way out it makes sense and so i'm excited to go try some different things and see if we can find maybe one more brewery that we can work with so did you actually get a day off for that Uh, i'm gonna go over in the middle of the day oh okay Lisa says, no, you're not. I may just not come back, especially after she flipped me off. Yeah, she is rude. I might not be back for yeah. five days. What the heck? He- Actually, I've got three days off in a row. Do you really? I do. I mean, they're not really days off, but they're days off. What are you talking Sunday, about? Monday, Tuesday, I'm I'm not going to be working. Heck yeah, good we got for coverage you. and... Yeah. Yeah, so um, so this is actually a probably you know we'll post this out and we'll talk more about it when it gets closer, but um, there's going to be probably I think it's two or three days in October that we're going to be closed, um, only because you know we're a family owned business and we're trying to take a, a vacation with the family, so we're going to be going on a vacation and my sister's not going to be able to work the whole week by herself, uh, Jim. He, he works here as well. If you don't know Jim, Jim Salmon, um, he's on vacation that week and the rest of us. So it's like we have no option. So we're gonna, it's going to be like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're going to be closed. So we'll be open yeah. for the weekend. But um, so that'll be coming up. We'll post it so everyone knows what's going on there. Totally. But that's coming up. So, Dude, I am at the nub of this cigar. I can't believe I saw, it. I haven't even got to the final third yet. That's crazy. Um, for me, this has been like a spicy or a really cinnamon-forward Fig Newton. Yeah. Towards the end, it's got on some of those, I wouldn't call them char notes, more toasted notes. It was like uh, like toasted bread, kind of uh, developing the sugars in that in that way. And uh, on the retro hail, it was... It's getting spicy, um, yeah. but it's still that spicy cinnamon thing. It's not 
red pepper or black pepper for me. I like what the the combination this is doing. I love that the whiskey is pulling out some of the, you know, we're saying Fig Newton in this, but it's brightening up the fig and making it more of a brighter fruit note with the whiskey. Got it. And is. I think it really, they play nice because you get a little bit of that cinnamon that balances out with the fruit and the sweetness of the whiskey. Um I think it's actually a, a pretty good pairing. It is. Well, in the whiskey, um, with the cigar, it pulls out a lot of the, the oak notes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should – this is the one that we should make for the next month. Okay. Let's go ahead and make this in our next Do month um, pairing because it's it's good. It's going to be a really good one. And also, you know, with the Larceny, um, it's – I mean, the li- nice thing about Heaven Hill and their, their barrel-proof picks or their barrel-proof offerings – their price points are good, so it's not an expensive price. You know, you're—I don't remember what the cost of the, of the pour is, but you know, you're not going to be spending an arm and a leg because it's barrel-proof. You know, special pick, um, and the cigar is a little bit pricier, only because it's all high priming everything else. Um, I think you're probably going to be looking at about thirty bucks for the pairing. Um, not a bad, not a bad price for a high-end pairing. Oh, so. for sure. So, yeah, anything else? No, I'm ready to wrap this All up right. unless you got something else. Nope, that's it, man. So, uh, again, you can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar. You can find me on Instagram at The Whiskey Pastor. And um, come on in and check out this pairing. It'll be available for the entire month. So, we'll start at, what is Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It'll be going through the middle of September. Monday is the 21st. Yeah, so we'll be going through the middle of September. Um, come in and try it. Um, I've got several boxes of these, um, so we'll have these for a little while. But once they're gone, they're gone. So at least get in here and try it if you haven't. So, yeah. Thanks again for coming in, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.